Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Health podcast, where we talk about self-awareness, conscious living, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Thank you so much for joining me and allowing me to be a part of your journey. It is literally so gloomy today. It's so cold, and I'm I'm really going to need some consistency from the weather. Like, I don't know what to do. And, like, I guess with it being gloomy, it's affecting my mood also I'm PMSing so that could have something to do with it too my mood was so like meh and like blah literally but the moment I sit down in this chair and start to record this podcast my energy just shifts like literally every single time this place just feels like home for me like where I'm meant to be it's my happy place you know what I mean So last week, we talked about grieving the old versions of ourselves that don't really serve us so we can move forward and be this person who we truly want to be. I think when we're talking about grieving old versions of ourselves, it's important to note that some of those versions of us, we really didn't have a say. We really didn't have a choice. Like, because of our upbringing, because of how we were raised and who raised us. So many of our beliefs are actually not our beliefs. They're our parents' beliefs. They're our parents' parents' beliefs. You know what I mean? So you have to admit that some of those versions of us and maybe even like some pieces of us today aren't really us. So I feel like you can't talk about grieving old versions of yourself without talking about reparenting yourself. And all that reparenting yourself is, is meeting the needs of your inner child and taking the sacred responsibility to be the parent that you really needed when you were a kid. While doing so, it's important to think about, you know, the trauma and what you missed out on and how it affected you. You really want to connect with your inner child and let go of any guilt or shame that you might feel during this process. I also want to note that my mother, I'm an only child. I was raised by a single mom. She did the best she could with what she had with the knowledge that she had, with the resources that she had. She did the best she could. And I have nothing but love and compassion for her. But also some of the things that I was raised raised on and things that I was taught, whether it be conscious or unconscious or things that she verbally, you know, taught me or whether it be things that I noticed just from observing her as a kid, a lot of it really set me up for failure and had obviously a big, what's the word? 
a big factor with how I view the world and also like believing what I'm capable of. And just thinking back, like when I thought about recording this episode, I told myself, I said, this is going to be triggering for you. But sometimes you have to work through triggering things to get to the other side. Um, So excuse me if my energy is like seems low, but this is literally me exposing myself, not really exposing, but just being really, really vulnerable. Um, feel really emotional right now. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I I knew this would be triggering. I knew it would be kind of hard for me to work through and get through. But we're going to get through this like a champ. I also think that sometimes we as children fail to realize that our parents are actually people. You know what I mean? Like, they're people. Outside of being our parent, our mother, our father, they are people. And they have their own shit way before we even got here. They're dealing with their own shit, their own trauma, their own mental health issues, whether they're conscious or unconscious about it. They're dealing with these things, and that can definitely have an effect on how we're raised. Doesn't make it okay, but it's the truth. And... I definitely think that obviously everyone, parent, if you're not a parent, it don't matter. Like everyone needs to deal with their shit because I want us all to heal, number one. But number two, especially if you have children and you are, you put kids in this world and you have to raise these kids, you want to heal for you, but you got to heal for them as well. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into some of the ways that I am reparenting myself. And I think that, like I said before, how we reparent ourselves is going to look different for every single body. You know what I mean? It's going to be completely different. But like I said before, think about what you missed out on, some of the things you went through, and be the parent that you feel like you needed. Provide what you feel like you needed, whether it's safety, love whatever it may be provide yourself with the things that you feel like you needed as a kid I think one of the most obvious ways that I could reparent myself is through nonviolent and healthy communication literally this morning I kind of it's like it's a weird I don't even really know how to explain it it's a weird experience that I had um You'll see what I mean when I when I tell you here in just a second. So this morning, I fix my daughter's lunch every morning. And my oldest daughter, she was looking in her lunchbox to kind of just see what she had. And doing that, she actually dropped her lunchbox. And so, like, the food fell on the floor. And automatically, she's like, I'm so sorry, Mommy. I'm so sorry. And I really had to take a deep breath because I saw myself in her and I... Like, it's really weird because, like, I saw her as me and myself as my mother. When I would make simple mistakes as a kid like that, I would I would get yelled at. And I would be told, stop acting dumb or stop acting stupid. And that really affected me in such a negative way. And I really, really hurt for younger me. God, why am I tearing up?
I don't know if it's because my period isn't. I like, I don't know what. I don't know. Sometimes I try to tell myself, oh, it's because you're PMSing. But like, no, maybe you are actually just feeling this right now. Give me a second. Okay, I'm better. Um, No child deserves to, no one deserves to be talked to that way. Especially a child. The sun is coming out. The universe is telling me it's going to be okay. <sighs> okay, letting it out feels, I feel so much better. I feel open and ready to talk more about this. But, yeah, I really, it was almost like a flashback in a sense. And I really felt all of those feelings that I would feel when I would do something, you know. Now, I'm not talking about, like, being disobedient and like being flat out disrespectful or anything like that. I mean, making simple mistakes. Um, and I really felt some of those emotions that I felt as a kid and to this day, like, because truly I've never talked through this. Like in my mind, I know that this shit has happened. I know what I went through, but I've never actually talked this out to anyone. So this is low key, high key like therapy for me right now but I told my daughter baby it's okay let's just pick it up let's just put it back in and I guess in a way by me parenting her in the way that I I guess should have been parented or the way I needed it to be parented it's like me reparenting myself now I'm not gonna lie in the past I have admittedly you know maybe raise my voice at my kids or even Travis and he'll tell me like I've said this before like he knows me he knows what I've been through he even to this day sees how my mother tries to talk to me because she hasn't he she obviously has not changed um so he'll see that and he'll see me carrying on carrying on some of those like toxic traits and toxic behaviors so it's always nice to have an accountability partner like that and I've learned that a lot of times it's not even so much of what you say but how you say it like the tone that you use it's called me out on it before and I'm just like oh I didn't really mean anything by it but I am unconsciously communicating the way that my mom communicated with me which was like I said abusive and violent and yeah I don't want to carry I don't want my children to inherit that way of communication I feel like your upbringing is like that time is one of the most crucial times in your life like I said before it's gonna shape you in ways way beyond your measure and I think that what little Re should have been told is it's okay you are not stupid everybody makes mistakes it's okay you're gonna continue to make mistakes but just know that you're beautiful you're smart and you're wonderfully made and moving forward, I really just want to continue 
being aware of how I speak to others, like especially my family, because I feel like, like y'all know me, even though I'm, I get on this podcast and I'm me, like I am my authentic self, my family, they know me on even a deeper level. So, like, I feel like they get the real, 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 real me. Like, they get my ups, my downs, um, you know what I mean? So, I think it's important to especially be conscious of how you talk to the people that you love. Oh, and another thing is my inner dialogue. How do I talk to myself? Like, you know, just speaking more positivity into myself because... For a long time, I unconsciously would look in the mirror, and I said mirror is so country, but it, it's me. It's who I am. So moving along, <laughs> I would look in the mirror and um, just tear myself apart. And I even catch myself doing that to this day. And although my mom didn't talk about, negatively talk about my physical appearance, um those things still kind of relate. Like, it's just, it really deteriorated my self-worth. And, yeah, just how I felt about myself. And I'm still recovering from that. Like, I have days where I catch myself looking in the mirror, negatively talking to myself, and I'm like, all right, now. You know what I mean? So definitely want to have better conversations with myself or talk nicely, talk nicely to myself because I deserve that like little re she deserves that okay the next thing is letting go of perfection and I know I didn't talked about this before and I'm learning to let it go but and I think kind of like previous thing I just talked about um healthy communication and nonviolent communication, I think it really aligns with letting go of perfection because if when I make a mistake, I'm yelled at, I'm going to think that I need to be perfect. And perfect doesn't exist. And again, this is something that really set me up for failure and deteriorated my self-worth because I'm chasing unrealistic expectations. Like perfection doesn't exist. And it's so ironic because although perfection doesn't exist, I'm perfect just the way I am. Like knowing that and existing in the fact that I'm perfectly imperfect. The need to be perfect put a lot of stress on me and it allowed me to do things that I really didn't want to do all in the name of being perfect. It caused a lot of my unhappiness, a lot of my anxiety, because I was trying to be perfect, but not, and not only perfect, but perfect in someone else's definition of perfect, like if that makes sense. Um, I think a large part of, especially like my high school and early college career, I didn't want to disappoint my mother. I wanted to be perfect for her. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, it's really weird, but I was kind of living for her, not for myself. And I was really, really unhappy during that time. I didn't know who I was. 
I damn near didn't know who I wanted to be, but I knew who she wanted me to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was my goal to be that person that she wanted. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply me to be and although she may have not realized when I say she I'm talking about my mother she may not have realized the pressure and the expectations that she was putting on me it caused me a lot of stress like I said a lot of unhappiness 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 a lot of unhappiness um confusion even because it's like who am I living for right now who am I living for? Literally, you can unconsciously live for your parents and look up and not recognize yourself, not recognize the life in front of you and realize, like, this ain't even the life I wanted. This is not even the life that I wanted. And yeah, and because of my need and my desire to be perfect, I'm doing air quotes, but y'all can't see him, but to be perfect I didn't give myself any grace. I was so hard on myself and I wouldn't allow any room for mistakes. Therefore, I was cutting off my ticket to growth. If I can't make a mistake and learn from that mistake, then I'm, una I'm unable to grow. I didn't know that then, though. I thought that I should know everything I should know how to do everything and everything I do must be perfect no there was no room for any mistakes and that really destroyed me in so many ways and I am now finally picking up the pieces giving myself that grace that I needed as a child always reminding myself it's okay to make mistakes. In order for you to grow, in order for you to blossom and learn and just be this ultimate version of yourself, you have to make mistakes. I've got to make mistakes. And I've once heard Oprah say that she doesn't really look at mistakes or failure as failure. She looks at it and she approaches it as if, like, how can I grow from this? What is the universe? What is the universe trying to tell me from this situation? What is the universe? What is God trying to teach me? And I'm not going to lie and sit here and be like, yeah, I approach every situation like that, you know? And because low key, there's some perfectionism in that. Like for me, for me personally, and for what I've been through and for the trauma that I've experienced in my life, it would there it there will be toxic from tox toxic for me to sit here and say like yeah I, I figured it out already but no I haven't I'm still letting go of that perfectionism and learning that it's okay and letting little Reno know that 
it's okay. You better make them mistakes, girl. Make all of the mistakes, learn from them, grow from them. That's why you're here. Another way that I am reparenting myself is honoring my creativity. By nature, I'm like just this really creative person. And there's no, like, this is limitless for for me. Like, I was going to say, there's no cap to that. (laughs) But I didn't want to use those, that word choice. But no, like, that part of me is limitless. It doesn't start anywhere and it doesn't end anywhere. I have always loved drawing. I've loved singing, music, writing music. I used to write so many songs as a kid. I had this notebook full of songs that I wrote. I was in like this little group with my best friend back then. I was going to say back in the day, but I was in this little group with my best friend. Literally, it was called TLG because I don't know, like if y'all remember 3LW, Three Little Women, Three Little Women. So it was me and my best friend. The group was called Two Little Girls. Ha, I know, clever, right? <laughs> but yeah, I was in this little group with my friend. Um, We would write songs and... Yeah, I've mentioned this before, and for the majority of my life, I wanted to be a singer. Like, I have said this before, it was my goal. I I knew that I was going to be a singer. Like, there was not a doubt in my mind. As you all know, as, as you can see somewhere down the line, my desires changed. Um, But thinking about this, it reminds me of the fact that My mother never supported my desire to pursue a professional singing career. She never acknowledged it. Um, And to be honest, I can't say that I, like, was that open to her. Like, it was obvious. Like, everyone knew that I wanted to be a singer. I sung all the time. I wrote songs all the time. So she had to see it like she could not not see it but I don't know that I ever like expressed that to her or anything like that so I will say that but it wasn't something that she you know supported or believed in you got to think about this woman single mom worked a nine to five it's pretty much all she knew like was working for someone living paycheck to paycheck it's all that she knew and maybe she couldn't really grasp that concept like to this day, like y'all know, my job isn't a regular job. It isn't it isn't a normal job based on society's definition in terms of what a job looks like. And she still has a hard time grasping the concept of what it is I do now. I do want to say though, I literally had this conversation with Travis earlier this week. My grandmother, she supported me to the core when it came to my desire to create music, write music, and sing. I remember singing to her all the time. I literally remember calling her and being like, hey, mom. I called my grandma mom because she raised me. I spent a lot of my time with her. But but I remember calling her and being like, hey, mom, I'm about to um, leave a voicemail for you. So I'm going to call you back and don't answer. And so 
I called and I left her voicemail and I was singing. Like I was singing Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. To this day, still my favorite song. That song reminds me of my grandmother. And like she kept that message like forever. And that means so much to me. And even then, like, I don't know if y'all remember MP3 players. Because iPods weren't a thing. And then I don't think like music on the phone was a thing yet either. So, <laughs> but... So when my grandmother, she passed away from cancer. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that um, she was in so much pain. And I remember her last days, she, in the hospital, I would, I had this MP3 player and I would record myself and I would sing on this MP3 player. Like, I think I was like 14 years old, 13, 14 years old. And I would record myself, sing, um... And I remember during her last days, I gave her that MP3 player. And I was just like, we'll play myself singing on it for her. And my grandma used to call me Chantel. She was like, Chantel, this made me feel so much better. And I could tell, I could feel the genuineness and the authenticity in her voice when she said that. Like, I literally... And visualizing now me giving her that mp3 player with my voice on it and her like just exhaling and it's as if she was feeling so much comfort and just hearing my voice and I will forever have that memory she don't know how much she healed my inner child with that Mm, she has no idea how much she uh, healed me and just by supporting me like something simple like that you know what I mean and I remember telling Travis this exact story a few days ago and I was just like wow it's just so crazy how my voice you know I brought comfort to my grandmother and although I'm not I'm not a, obviously, I'm not a professional singer, don't have a desire to be, but I am still using my voice to positively impact others. It's so crazy how that shit work. Like, it's crazy. But yeah, although, like I said before, nobody else except my grandmother might have believed that, well, I guess might have honored my creativity I always have, and I'm going to continue to do that. And I think that the way I live my life right now, like literally the life that I've manifested is the best example of how I've been honoring my creativity. My entire job, my entire business has been a manifestation of me honoring my creativity, and I'm going to continue to do that. I also wanted to mention this because I think this is really important. When I first went to college, I was a nursing major. And y'all probably like, read you a nursing major? What the hell? I know. I know. But as I mentioned before, I wasn't living for me. I was living for my mom. It was her idea for me to go to school for nursing. Like, honestly, y'all, I didn't even want to go to college. College was not... It wasn't in my future for me, 
but I went for my mom because I felt like why I don't think I, I didn't feel like I needed college to do what I wanted to do. Although I feel like where I am today, I could have definitely have gotten there without college. I'm glad I did go. I'm glad I had that experience because it's a part of my journey. Um, but yeah, so nursing was my major and I just wasn't feeling it. Like I, I couldn't get into it. And I end up telling my mom, like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this. This is, this is, I literally remember telling her, I want to do something that makes me happy. Like this is literally 18 year old me had, and it's like, I may have not always been this person who I am today, but a little bit of her has always been a part of me. But I remember telling her, I want to do something that I feel fulfilled in doing, where I feel happy in doing. And like, I don't feel it with this. Like, I'm not happy with this. And so I just want to take the time out to give a little Rhea shout out for standing her ground. That was one of the first times I ever like really stood up for myself and where I kind of to where I kind of started to create the path for who I wanted to become. Little Ree would be so proud of us right now. Like, look at what the fuck we did. You have created, currently consciously creating your dream life by being yourself, by being a creative being. You did this shit. We did this shit. It's possible. It's 100% possible to make a living, an abundant living off of your creativity. Okay, the last way that I'm reparenting myself is letting go of my fear of money. Letting go of my fear of money. And growing up, it's just, it's nothing that we ever, like, really talked about. Like I said, my mom was a single mom, worked a nine to five, and pretty much lived paycheck to paycheck. As a kid, like, I mean, the thing about it is she made pretty decent money because, like, just a measure of that is I, I had everything I needed. I had everything I needed and didn't need. You know what I mean? It's just that we never had those conversations. And I do understand, you know, a kid needs to be in a kid's place. And I didn't, it wasn't necessary for me to know the details of our financial situation. But I do think it's important to have those money conversations with children so that they can comprehend and understand these conversations surrounding money. It's necessary to have those conversations. And no one ever had those conversations with me. Whew, I'm sorry, I'm out of breath. I, I really tried to come back here. Like I didn't just run downstairs because my doorbell rang. But I really tried to run down, come back up here like nothing happened. But sorry, give me a minute. Yeah, so no one ever had those conversations with me. So I've developed this fear of money but it's because I'm not as knowledgeable about the topic as I need to be. That's the only reason. I know that's the only reason that 
I have some level of fear and anxiety surrounding money because there's a lack of knowledge. First things first, money is energy. So whatever energy you give to money is the energy that money will give back to you. So if you scared of money, money gonna be scared of you. You have this great relationship with money and you understand that it's a resource um, and it's energy. More than likely, you'll have a great relationship with money. For me, I know that I need to continue educating myself and financial literacy. And I mean tangible actions that are convenient for me to add to my lifestyle. A large part of my fear of money stems from lack. Thinking that I may run out of money. Like no matter how much money I'm making, there is a fear that I may run out of money. And that's that comes from within. Like, you know what I mean? That that's a mental fuck. Like lack and fear literally coincide with one another. Money is supposed to flow. It's like a river. It comes and it goes. And I know this, I know that, but because of how I was raised, because of the lack of conversation surrounding money, I have these thoughts and these beliefs that maybe not even my thoughts or maybe not even my beliefs, but I have these unconscious thoughts that maybe one day I'll run out of money. Like I'll never have enough money. And I don't want that to be my story. Like, I don't want that to be my narrative anymore. So I think it's important we really just obviously educate ourselves, but change that narrative. Change my thought process surrounding money because I've read books about money. Um, and I think it just comes with time. Like, yeah, I've read books. And yeah, I know that money is energy. But I still have to unlearn and it's so crazy because, like, unlearn what? Like, I don't know. It's like money was always the elephant in the room in my childhood. You know, when I think about money, I think about the law of Dharma um, in the book, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. The law of Dharma is basically, I've spoken about this before on a previous episode, but basically we all have a talent, you know, a purpose, and we need to live in that purpose. Um, and by living in that purpose, we are going to positively impact others. And by doing so, more abundance comes to us. It's like a trade. Like, we share our talent, our purpose, um, ourselves with the world, with society. And in return, we we have abundance. We're given financial abundance. Like, every form of abundance that's possible is given to us just by living in our purpose and sharing our gift with the world. When I think about money, I love to think about that law because it just puts things into perspective for me. But yeah, I still have tons of healing to do in that area. And honestly, my fear of money, like I said, is rooted in um, my ignorance and also the lack mindset. Like, that's something that I'm still working on. I think on a day-to-day -day basis, I feel pretty good about money. 
I feel pretty good about my space in society, my space in the universe, in this world, and the abundance that is indefinitely coming to me. But I think I do have some days where I'm like kind of worried, you know what I mean? Uh, Or I feel like, you know, just to be fully transparent, like after this brand deal, oh, I'm not going to get any more. You know what I mean? Like just always having that like mindset and being worried. Um, But yeah, I really got to understand that because I'm living in my purpose, abundance will forever flow to me. It will forever and definitely flow to me. And you too, and y'all as well. I just really got to continue in trusting and divine timing and the universe. And like I said, believing that as long as I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, abundance will flow to me. Also, a few books that I want to mention that, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't read all of them, but I've heard great things. Um, The first one I actually did start reading a while ago, but I did not finish, and I was actually looking for the book. I don't know where it is, but anyway, it's You Are Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Y'all know I refer to her first book, You Are Badass, um, really often, but this one is her second book, and yeah, like the title says, she kind of dives in when it comes to making money and how to make money and how not to be afraid of money. So that's definitely going to be a book that I will be reading here soon. Also, um, The Psychology of Money is a really good book too. Oh, I've heard, well, I've heard. Haven't really actually read it, but it's a book that I've had my eye on for a while and definitely want to read. Also, I think it's Black Girl's Guide to money let me look it up hold on okay yeah it's called the black girl's guide to financial freedom by paris woods and i do have this book and i opened it up and flipped through a few of the pages and it seems that paris offers some really really good tangible advice that you could use in your day-to-day life when it comes to your road to financial freedom yeah man i just want to keep educating myself and i think Education is cool and necessary, but even on a deeper level, like reframe my mind when it comes to money, like just, you know, give myself some money affirmations. I am money. I attract money easily and abundantly into my life. Money is flowing frequently and abundantly. My bank account is running over, you know, just some just some stuff like that. And yeah, I think just really detaching, I don't know how, I'm trying to word it in a way that y'all can understand it, because it makes sense in my head, but I don't know if it's going to make sense to y'all, but detaching what I learned as a kid, and like my beliefs, and I guess the beliefs that society put upon me as well, when it comes to money, yeah, just reframing and developing my own beliefs around money, like shit, it's, it's easy to make money. It's flowing, always. I can make money just by being me. And although that's my reality, that's your reality, sometimes it's hard to grasp that fact because I was taught quite the opposite. I was taught that I had to work really hard for money, you know what I mean? And maybe sometimes do things that I really don't even want to do to get just enough money. But that's not the reality. Money flows easily, abundantly. 
I get to be me and make money. And that's beautiful. You get to be you and make money. That's beautiful. You're beautiful. And it's okay to desire money in abundance. That's a whole episode in itself. But I want to note that it's okay. It's, it's okay to want your heaven on earth. It's necessary. But yeah, guys, those are some of the ways that I have been reparenting myself and will continue to reparent myself. It's a priority of mine to take care of little Ree, heal my inner child, connect with her, feel her, see her, comfort her, nurture her, because I got to grow. I got to move on from that. I got to create and continue to create this new version of me, this life that I want to manifest. And although I'm getting closer and closer every day, I still got to do the work. I still have to grow. And by doing so, I got to nurture the little me, letting go of the shame and the guilt and the anger. I'm letting it all go. I'm sending you all so much love and peace and safety and joy and abundance on this journey to reparenting yourself. I love y'all. You can do this. As you can see, it can be triggering to face some of the shit that, you know, you went through. But it's necessary. It's necessary. You can do this. If I can do it, you can do it. Sending you so much love. And I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Why did I say bye like that? Bye. <laughs>